Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This right now, meteorologist John Hickey from WNEP. John, outstanding job covering this. This is just an amazing situation, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, the only thing uh, comparable that, I, that I've personally witnessed, I was actually down in Wilkes-Barre Township last night for that press briefing at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning um, and, and seeing the damage firsthand. It looked uh, very much like the uh, Elmira, New York tornado event back in uh, 2011. That was on uh, July 26th. And a uh, very, very similar look to it because uh, the tornado rating uh, was exactly equal. Uh, an EF2 was determined today by the National Weather Service. John, it's Mark Davis. I just got a question for you. Yeah. I was talking to Kurt earlier, and we were talking about how this storm literally came out of nowhere. There wasn't even any other serious warnings until this just popped up, right? I mean, it all kind of started, we started seeing the tornado warnings. Uh, the first one went out around 8 o'clock or so in um, northern Lycoming County, and it's actually that same cell that was tornado warned that ended up in Luzerne County uh, and ends up becoming the uh, EF2 tornado in Wilkes-Barre at uh, 10 o'clock, but there was that gap. It was pulsing, so it pulsed up in uh, northern Lycoming County, and then it, it, it weakened enough, and then it kind of pulsed back up again. Uh, in the terms of, like, the out-of-nowhere stuff, too, you know, it, this event that we had yesterday was the exact polar opposite of what we saw in mid-May. Mid-May, it was all that straight-line wind. So when you get a straight-line wind event, lots of people end up finding the damage. Whereas with this go-around, it was serious damage, but it was more isolated. And you have the telltale tornado sign of one side of the street is fine. You look across in the other, and, you know, it's just totally wiped out. But Dave Nicosio from the Weather Service said literally... They had to react within minutes because, as you said, it died down mm -hmm. and then it blossomed back up. So they went from almost no warning to maybe a 15 to 20 minute leeway where they put out the tornado warning before it hit. Yeah, yeah, they, they started warning on it when it was over Ricketts Glen State Park. Um, haven't heard of any, any damage there, which is, you know, really thankful, you know, getting into the summertime, people starting to do some camping and things up in up at the park. Uh, and then, yeah, it, uh, it roared right down uh, into the valley there and uh, it ends up producing that EF2. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it went from nothing and then it pulsed right back up again. And it's just, it's so rare to find those nocturnal tornadoes. It's already somewhat rare uh, to find a tornado at all here in Pennsylvania. And uh, the nocturnal part of that is, uh, it's really staggering. Now, John, uh, WNEP Newswatch 16 reported some severe damage in Bradford County, too. Uh, I, I imagine that that was not a tornado, probably wind damage, right? Uh, that is a confirmed tornado. Um, we just uh, had a conversation with the National Weather Service a little while ago. That's, uh, it's confirmed as a tornado in terms of what the, the rating on that is going to be in Franklin Township in Bradford County. Uh, they're still working those uh, details out. The, uh, the survey team is uh, still compiling the report, but we should know uh, sometime within the next half an hour to an hour uh, what the rating on that will end up being. And Kurt and I were also talking about the fact that usually storms like this develop when it's really hot and sticky and there's a lot of so-called juice. Mm -hmm. 
this one, it wasn't even that severe. I heard you say the other night that, oh, it depends on how much sunshine we got. Well, we didn't get much sun until very late in the evening, but yet it was enough to trigger... 135 mile an hour winds? Yeah, and that, that lends credence to uh, length of day this time of year. I mean, we're basically at peak amount of daylight, so it only takes that, you know, hour and a half, two hours of daylight to give you enough juice because the atmosphere was somewhat ripe. It was quite humid. We had the, the, you know, the dew points in the upper 60s to around 70. That's the absolute measure of moisture in the air. When that number goes way up like that, you're talking about a lot of potential fuel. How excited does it get with some heating of the day? We saw a little bit of that, and of course, when you're talking about not only the juice, but you need that trigger. We have the cold front, and then how much shear, how much turning with height do we have with the winds? And that was high. Um, that was on order of uh, 40 to 50 knots, which is very, very significant. Um, it, usually in the Northeast, we don't have those, you know, giant, uh, what we call uh, CAPE. It's ca- uh, convective available potential energy and high shear. Usually we are, are very much known for n- not much juice, but a whole bunch of shear. And, and that was yesterday. Lots of shear going on and then just enough available energy to uh, to get those storms. John, you, you said that uh, tornadoes are not that common, or I, I forget the exact words you used, but but certainly, you know, they're not not, not typical in this area. But are, uh, are we in a situation where we're going to see more of this kind of crazy storm? I'm reading the Penn State uh, State Impact uh, Report, and it suggests that uh, between now and t- 2050, our weather's going to drastically change in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, that, that does kind of go back to, um, you know, the, the global warming thing. I mean, it it's indisputable that the numbers don't lie. The earth is certainly warming. And if it is warmer on the whole, you're leading to, you know, more overall potential juice. You have more um, water content in the atmosphere, too. You get more evaporation going on. So, um, you know, does it lead to more? I mean, it most certainly could. Um, but, of course, you know, it, it's so fickle with just because it's extra warm, do you, do you have all the right ingredients coming together at the exact right time to create situations like we had last night? Um, so, are there going to be more tornadoes ripping right through Wilkesbury Township? Probably not. But will there be more tornadoes in the hole? It's certainly a possibility. And I got to ask you, because as we're watching the coverage last night, mm-hmm. and I had fallen asleep, my wife woke me up and said, you got to see this. We were so impressed with your demeanor because things kept changing almost by the minute. And you kept so calm. And she said, listen to him. He's so reassuring. <laughs> you were. You were giving people vital, life-saving information. And you were just steady as a rock. How long were you on the air, John? Uh, well, we were on and off. I mean, we got on for that one at 8. Then we, we popped back off when the warning went off. Then we went back on uh, for the Luzerne County tornado. That was closer to 10. That wiped out our entire 10 o'clock newscast. The newscast was the warning. Uh, then we popped off, I think, right at 10.30. I think the warning actually ended, it got expired at 10.28. Uh, and then we were back on again at 10.45, um, and then that continued into the newscast. Uh, the warning went till 11.15 in Monroe County, uh, and then we actually had a bit of an extended newscast. So, I mean, on and off there for, what, I'd, I'd imagine an hour and 45 minutes or so. Well, Frank and I were talking about it before, and between the two of us, we're like four times your age. <laughs> and, and, but we've been in this business a long time, and in the note I sent you earlier, I meant what I said. You have to be proud of what you did last night because you literally helped save lives. In the information, clear, concise, and calm, and it doesn't get any more 
desperate than that when you're in your profession to do what you did last night. You did a great job. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you got you got to lead by example, and um, you know, getting all excited and, and you know, sounding alarmist on TV that that's not going to help anybody. You got to stay calm. You got to stay level headed, and uh, you just got to give people the facts and give them the best available information that you have. Give them the best meteorological uh, advice from what you're seeing on what to do and how to act. And uh, you just hope that people, you know, take the warning seriously. And we did try to stress that last night. Um, and you just hope folks act appropriately. I will add a quick side note here, too. Um, you know, that Luzerne County tornado warning, right when it was getting ready to come out, I was showing John Meyer what was going on. And um, that actually, uh, that cell went over his home. Um, and, I, and I advised him to, you know, tell his wife to get the kids in the basement and you know just to see him too just you know he just kind of took that and said okay you know and everything was just you know calm wow. and, and wow um, yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't get any more real than <laughs> I'm that telling you, john get some rest thank you for calling you guys thank are you. the best yeah thank you very much all right john hickey wow hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.